All right, everybody, big welcome to Rick and Force's Feeding Frenzy for episode number two. Uh, I've got with me, of course, my uh, favourite sidekick, Big Rick, our executive producer. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good to be here. And I've got with me two very special guests. First from the Bloods, we're, we're uh, introducing Nathan Smith. Hey, how you going, guys? Thanks for the invite. No worries, thanks for coming on board, mate. And, of course, we're going to throw over to Ben Fleck. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> All right, so uh, episode number two, Rick, must be pretty excited. Um, pretty good to see that we're not even a week through into our uh, release of our first podcast, and we've already got 65, uh, 65 views. How does that feel so far? Yeah, really good. Hopefully not all you, Bryce, <laughs> your voice, but um, really good, mate. Had some good response from the boys and just from people inside the club, so we're going to keep the ball rolling and make this a weekly thing, I think, and... It's really taken off, so let's keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's been a big week, uh, big, big, big uh, couple of weeks of media for you, mate. You've had, uh, firstly, your first podcast. It's kicked off quite nicely. Also, a uh, little spot on the Albany Advertiser. Have you caught the bug yet? What's the go? Oh, I don't know, mate. I've got a lot to learn, I think. But, um, no, it's good having this, the weekly show. And I do listen to a lot of podcasts. So that probably helps as well. Well, you know, a lot to learn, I think. <laughs> I think we've both got a bit to learn, to be fair, but uh, that's all right. We'll keep persevering either way. Now, first up, um, probably need to do a bit of a look into why we started the podcast. So yeah. um, we, we uh, obviously, you introduced the idea to me, and we hit up with about, uh, I think I did about 12 hours worth of podcast listening um, to, get, to get in the mood for it. Yeah. Give us a bit of an insight as to what the goal is, why, yeah. why we started it. Good question. So, as I said, I do listen to a lot of podcasts, but I just thought, why not have an internal club one where we can just reflect, talk about the game. It's probably after that win where we just wanted to voice it, I suppose. But um, more so as well, just to get people on from other, from the league, from the from the Bloods, from our resi side, and just talk to them and get to know them a bit more. Um, last year, we had these player profiles and sort of, you know, each player would answer a few questions and that would go on the newsletter. And this is just sort of a way of, of building it, getting guys on and just getting to talk and helps break up the week a bit as well, Bryce. And it's probably the same for our listeners, just gives them something to listen to. And Yeah, yeah well, that's exactly right. And I think we need to throw a big shout out to uh, Riley Billich, who's probably listening to this in the bath again. So, uh, Riley, don't forget to drive behind the ears, big fella. And uh, thanks for listening in, mate. Yeah, I think you did right there, mate. There's only so much that we can fit into those great little profiles that uh, Tracy does for us in our Sharks newsletter. And, um, you know, it's just, as we said, anybody who's hungry for footy, we're here to give them that little bit more. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's just good to talk about anything that's happened over the weekend, events coming up. Um, you know, we're, we're going to go beyond just the, the players and probably get some, you know, support staff in and people involved, um, yeah, just, you know, committee or whatever and have a chat as well. So, yeah, nice little internal podcast. Yeah, that's right. And um, it's been really easy to do. I've got to do a quick shout out to uh, the app called Anchor. For anybody who's looking to do their own podcasts, uh, jump on the Anchor app and it's real simple. It just, you chuck it in there. We've already been accepted by Spotify, Google Apps, uh, sorry, Google Podcasts. And uh, apparently we're just waiting on confirmation from iTunes podcast as well, so all through the Anchor apps are real nice and easy, so just a quick shout out to them for making this job easy for me. 
Well done to you, mate. You've been busy, busy last week, getting it all sorted and getting it up and running and hosted a brilliant show last week. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks very stuff. much. Always, always good to get props from the executive <laughs> producer. Now, that's enough on us for a little while. I think it's about time to turn to our special guests. Um, so we might start with you, uh, Nathan. Yeah. Now, we've had a, a bit of a roller coaster uh, two or three weeks, haven't we, leading up to where we are right now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, just a little bit. It's been a, it's been a bit been intense at times and... It's good to it's it's been really good to have the boys around us and just just back us in, uh, week in week out so far. So yeah, yeah, very cool. Man. It's, it's a it's a it's a hard one because it's it comes down to what what the club wants and, and yeah, I, I can't really I don't really want to say too much about no, it. No, we don't really need to dwell on it. I guess is probably what you, what you're sort of thinking. Um, yeah. But we have uh, we've had a bit of a roller coaster, and I think we need to start back to Friday night. You and I were sitting in the same boat without a uh, selection next to our name. Yeah. Um, and we've managed to go from that to turn around to a best on ground performance last weekend. So um, take us through yeah. the Friday night first. How did it feel without that selection vote? What's what? What that was last Friday or this Friday? Just gone. Uh, Two weeks ago, Friday, so when, ago. When, when we didn't get the mention first up. So, for myself, I kind of felt, okay, I understand, I haven't really, I've been injured a bit, and kind of felt my skills went up there a bit, but at the same time, I was like, well, some people are getting a game over myself, it hadn't been a training at all, but that's that comes down to, hey, they're, they're still fit enough to be able to play. Um... But it's also the commitment that I put in to the club, bringing down someone for water, um, just being a presence down there, I suppose, for the last two and a half years, I guess. And yeah, it just felt... I, I, I won't lie, I didn't sleep Friday night very well. Saturday night, didn't sleep well again. And then got to Sunday and yeah... Even one of the boys was going to give up the spot for us, and there's no way that was going to happen. So, yeah, I, yeah, it was it was a bit of a roller coaster, and I was, to be honest, I wasn't particularly too happy. But it all came good in the end, and even if I didn't play, I was still going to run. So, yeah, yeah, and I think that's important is to to just sort of um, focus a little bit on what you do for the club. I mean, obviously, as you said, you're really really willing to do the water for us on that day. Mm. But you also brought down, as you said, bringing down a water boy. Now, um, that's something you do through your work, isn't it? That's um, something you do as a part of uh, trying to get people in and out of um, in and out of their homes and stuff, and get them into social environments. So, you able to tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love to actually. Um, so, I'm a support worker for United Care West, um, and the bloke that I brought down, he loves his video games. Loves to have like have a play and stuff like that, but doesn't want to get involved in like the sports side of things. Because I brought him down to the 16s training and he kind of just sat there, didn't really want to get involved. So I was thinking to myself, how can I get him involved in the club? And he's decided, I went up to him and his dad and said, hey, do you want to run water for us? And his dad thought it was the best thing ever. And then we asked Brandon... And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then he was a bit reluctant Sunday morning at 10.30 when I picked him up. Yeah. <laughs> As most kids are on yeah. Sunday morning, you know, it's cartoon time and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but um, 
Yeah, he, he came down, gave it a crack, and he enjoyed himself. He was meant to come back down this week, but obviously he didn't. Um, he just had the other things on, so yeah. Um, but yeah, he's... Uh, my work is very rewarding for myself, because I can see a difference in some people and the way they act and things like that. So we brought... I also brought... Um, Another another child down to um, the Anzac game. Yep. And we, he got his face painted. I sat with some of the guys. We just chilled out. He went and did his own thing. Um, and then grabbed some chips and stuff like that. And then I took him home. And he's, he's, he said to his mum, it's been the best day I've had all, all for the last couple of weeks. Awesome. And that was, and as soon as I heard that, I was just like, that is, that's why I do my job. So these guys can have have something they wouldn't normally have for themselves, I guess. Yeah, and it must be pretty lucky to have a job that allows you to have such, um, you know, you, you get such a personal gain out of it, don't you, by, by being able to, able to help people out. It must be such a nice thing to be able to take away from your job and go, you've not only done, your, you know, you've done your nine hours work or whatever it be for the day, but you've also, you've also really helped someone out and made a big change in someone's day or someone's life. So it must be quite a rewarding sort of position that you do at the moment, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, I I get that out of everyday life. I mean, if I can help a friend or um, someone, like, if someone get down to footy training, if I can give them a lift, I'll, I'll be the first one to put my hand up and go, yeah, I'll give you a lift and get them down there. And that's, that's just who I am. I want to help. I want to help people. And, yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. And that's, that, I mean, we all see that. We all see that you love to help people. Um uh, so I guess leading on from there, uh, I guess we haven't really touched on it officially on the show, Big Rick, but we were unlucky, I think. Uh, well, I guess we shouldn't say that, should we? Chubb doesn't like us using the word unlucky. What, what's, he no. saying, what's he saying about unlucky? Yeah, bad luck or something? Slap, on the, slap on the wrist if you say bad luck. Um, doesn't believe in it, really. Doesn't believe in Make bad luck. luck. Um, lost by 10 goals. Don't reference luck. He just says, yeah. Pretty much says that, but... Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a, it's a pretty good thing to, to sort of go away with. And I think Tags, uh, as, our, as our Bloods coach, will sort of say a similar sort of thing where, you know, um, we, we, touch on, we touch on the losses that we've had uh, and he doesn't accept any of them. But uh, just rolling back for the, for the podcast sake, as we know, we didn't get away with the win on the first game there. Um, played really well. Uh, kept them scoreless in the first quarter, I believe, or most of the first quarter. Yeah, I think we did, yeah. Yeah, um, and then if, I think uh, it's fair to say structure failed us a little bit and we also ran out of legs. Um, this is obviously for the reserve side. Yeah, for yeah, the reserve for the side, yeah. 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 So for the Bloods. So um, we didn't get away with the Bloods win there. Um, but leading into the next week, and best on ground, Nathan. Yeah, um, I went out, did my role, knew I had to tag someone, did the job, thought about it, watched a few YouTube videos throughout the week, watched a bit of, uh, bit of Ryan Crowley. A bit of how Ryan Crowley used to, used to get in the heads, so obviously I didn't do that too much, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, at country footy you kind of don't want to get punched in the face, I mean, that's... <laughs> If I was doing a Ryan Crowley out there, I probably would have got... That's what you got to be as a tagger, though, isn't it? Yeah. Just get under the skin, just be that niggly, sort of, yeah, you know, have that negating role. Yeah. Yeah, just sort of, you've got a, got a job out there and you yeah. just got to stick with him and 
Make sure everywhere he goes, you go. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. I think Tags put it perfectly. Don't worry about going to the ball. He will take you to the ball. Mm. And he did. And every time he got the ball, I was right there on top of him. Um, and that's just what I wanted to do. And I did it. Obviously, in the third quarter, he got pushed into the midfield. I was still back in the defensive half. And he got a bit off the chain. So towards the end of the third, I went off, off onto the bench, had a break. And came back on in the fourth and jumped straight back into that role. Yeah, and as soon as you jumped back into that role, it was very obvious again that you were doing your job, mm. doing your role, doing exactly what Tags asked out of you. Um, and I think you had you mentioned having a bit of help out there too from a couple of uh, players for when he managed to slip off you. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so Jilly um, Jordan Tyndale um, saw that he got off me, so I so he just got off a bit, and then he. Um, Jilly's just run straight over to him and I've not been too far away from him so I've just jogged over said Jilly thanks man go do your own thing and then he's run off and I've acknowledged out of him giving me a hand and yeah it was it was a group effort I won't lie about that because Ty did the same thing for me as well um, and then the, yeah when he went to the midfield it was obviously on for young and old and they um yeah they did they did their job in there to stop him as much as they could and how important was that for you, just seeing, you know, as we said, we talked about, you know, you and I especially not getting picked in that first uh, that first game and then a, a little bit of a hiccup yeah. in the second. Obviously, yeah, you got named. Uh, it was an accident that you didn't get named in that second yeah. game. How important was it for you just seeing how much the team had your back, knowing you had such a big role? How important was that for you as a moment for you? It was massive. I mean, not even just the team, the entire club got around me. Um, I think Snake was like just put an arm out, out in front of him. Wacker was like just giving him a bit of a push. Even Tracy gave me a hug. She's like, you'll be fine. You, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we all knew it was a pretty important uh, role for you to play. And, and anytime we do play a tagging role, you know, it's, it's a huge thing to do. Um, uh, have you ever had much to do with the tagging sort of roles yourself, Ben? Oh, not so much myself. I did get asked to go um, to someone and it turned out they lined up somewhere else. So that was probably a bit lucky for me. <laughs> Uh, not much of a defensive runner. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking purely as a uh, as a as a glorified full forward myself, I've never really had much to do in a tagging role. But um, it's been something that we talk about a bit in the bloods, and it's been something mentioned around the club a little bit. And it's not something guys generally prefer. What is it that's such a negative uh, sort of viewpoint into being a tagger? What 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 is the hardest part about being a tagger? You don't really want to be involved in. What do you reckon it is about being? Oh, probably it's pretty unrewarded um pretty thankless job because um your job is to shut someone else down rather than um play offensive probably so yeah you probably um and people tend to find him a bit niggly as well as you mentioned with Ryan yeah, Crowley yeah, yeah. I'm not, not too sure I had too many fans so it's <laughs> everyone wants to get the ball don't they they don't want yeah. to be that man and yeah, just you yeah. know you take that away you might get the ball but you know you're not going to be a prolific ball winner on that day your yeah, job yeah. is to hassle someone and yeah. I suppose if that's not your natural instinct as well it might be a bit harder to do sounds like I was born into the wrong body and maybe I should uh, <laughs> look at a tagging role myself <laughs> maybe, year, <laughs> maybe uh, <laughs> new, new job for you yeah, tags right. if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> tags if you're listening he's joking I swear <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, um, you know, Nathan, it was a massive effort, and as we said, um, you walked away with not only the best on ground award, uh, which I 
think was brought to us by Bodlo. Bodlo, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so um, you know, always good to have the sponsorship around. <laughs> um, but also, you got the Players Player Award as well. Yeah. I, I think uh, at the end of the the voting from all the boys there, um, which one was bigger? I think the Players Players one was Offer put it in a really good way when he said Smithy. He said, "I could not have done what what Nathan did today." In tagging him because he, he got off offer and off yeah offer just couldn't keep up with him. Um yeah so I think the players player one was a lot bigger and as, so it turns out it's even more rewarding because I was playing with a broken finger for about <laughs> um, three and a half quarters so yeah. <laughs> so you've given away my next part which yeah. is that we haven't finished the roller coaster ride yet so we've gone for round one no selection mm. uh, and it, I won't say unlucky but we we didn't get away with the win no. Round round two, um, same same result unfortunately on the scoreboard, um, you know, uh, and and that's something we're going to strive towards. But as a personal um, as as a personal uh, accolade, you've done fantastically. You've been no- noticed by the the grounds, the guys on the ground. You've been noticed by your players on the field, mm. uh, and then we're at the we're at the highest high. Yeah. And where are we now? We're a broken finger and um probably out for the next six weeks. Fresh out of surgery. Fresh yeah, out of surgery. Yeah. Right off the, the operating road. table. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We picked it, we actually picked him up out the front of his <laughs> just walking out of emergencies and we thought, you know what, we'll chuck him on the yellow. Yeah, that's right. So uh anything oh, yeah. that uh, he says right now cannot be used against yeah. him. <laughs> Good time to tell your missus you love her, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely does good man good man um, so um, we're, we're, we're down at the bottom again aren't we I guess um, yeah. we're looking at six weeks I think um, you said so I play two different sports as well I play hockey and volleyball um, during winter and so my plan is hopefully rest for two weeks jump back into volleyball rest for another two weeks while playing volleyball jump back into hockey and then that six week gap will be finished and then I'll start playing footy again um, just so I can keep my fitness up and not lose as Tag said the tank to tag someone <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we mentioned the couple of things we mentioned the tank the motor the engine uh, all the parts of the car and, yeah. and, and that's what you showed us I mean you've, you've, you play a lot of sports you've got you've got the legs to, to run with the with the big dogs and you've mm. got the just you just got the right attribute to be a tagger and, and all that sort of thing. And any role that you're given, you just take it on 100%. So yeah. um, I, I think uh, we're pretty happy to have you on uh, today. We, we really wanted to get in here and just give you that extra pat on the back and uh, get a bit of an insight as to how your game went. Yeah. So um, we'll stroll away from the weekend's action for, for a bit of a break now. We're going to turn our attention to Ben. <laughs> now he's been waiting for his moment here I, I can see him just about he's on the edge of his seat actually he's uh, <laughs> a podcast listener <laughs> he is a podcast listener now um, you mentioned you do a lot of podcasts whilst you're running mate what's the uh, what's the go there what, why we listen to podcasts instead of the old uh, the doof doof or whatever that sort of stuff what's, what's your inspiration there mate oh I just oh really just love listening to you boys really just you just love listening to <laughs> only one in but no <laughs> that's where that 65 million views yeah, yeah that's right yeah, yeah. 63 is right here the yeah, other yeah. one was rich what each exactly <laughs> oh no it's just just uh, good to give it a bit of a break so I think from the old music especially when you do it every night sort of thing and just get a bit over it the same sort of stuff so yeah it's good to listen to something a bit different a bit more insightful as well so, mm. so. 
And what sort of podcasts are we listening to? Um, feel free to name them if you like, or you can just give us the genres. What, what, what sort of stuff is doing it for you whilst you're going for your runs? Oh, usually AFL related. I enjoy a bit of AFL fantasy too. Not that many good at it, but um, <laughs> we give it a crack. So yeah, it's usually got something to do with that. All right. So uh, you, you mentioned the AFL fantasy. Who's uh, who, how does that look? Who's your, who's your top picks in there this year? Jeez, I don't have many. I'm probably the wrong person to ask. But, um, <laughs> Travis Spokes, always having a great year. Absolutely. Uh, Port Adelaide, even though you're an Adelaide man yourself. That's uh, right, that's <laughs> right. But no, there's, there's a few of them. showdown here. That's yeah, right, showdown on the way. Very good game. Ah, yeah, unfortunately, I'll be going for Port. And, yeah, uh, I don't mind Port, but... That's all right, I still like you anyway. Might have given you a shovel two round when you used to play for North Albany. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we still like memories, yeah. Yeah, good memories, that's right. That's how you make good mates, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess um, that sort of nicely led us into our next part, which is um, you you yourself, you've come across from uh, North Albany as a reserves player. Yeah. You'd not only change clubs into to the Albany Sharks, which is, um, you know, it's a, it's a big move, uh, but also you've stepped up into the league side this year. Yeah. Um, lots of changes for you this year playing footy. Mm. Uh, where, did it all, where did it all start? What was the ch- decision to come in and, and give Albany Sharks uh, a bit of a run? And as Tags would say, how, how did you see the light? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a funny decision, so... Um, it was actually my mum that met, first mentioned it to me. She was because I obviously started at Sharks. I was there for a couple of years, um, but I actually got yeah. I was injured for a lot of that, so I got um, I had a really big pre-season. I was nearing the end and um, got a stress fracture in my foot, and that pretty much meant that season was wiped out. And um, so I was really keen to come back the next year, sort of thing. And um, yeah, the same thing happened. <laughs> I got another <laughs> stress fracture right at the end of pre-season. So. Same foot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hmm. yeah, so I was quite quite disappointed with that, um, missing another season and almost wanted to throw in the towel on footy sort of thing because it really takes it out of you when you see your mates running around and it's just so frustrating, um, especially after putting in a lot of work to That's get right. to that stage. So, um, yeah, I decided um, to switch to North Albany. Um, I obviously had my cousins there um, and I was quite close to them at the time and... Um, yeah, I was there for a couple of years, but again, injury curse kind of followed, um, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, just yeah, ne- probably need to get um, into a better headspace almost, I think, because yeah, it, do- it does really take it out of you if you get cont- constantly injured, um, just get a bit sick of it. And yeah, I saw an opportunity um, under Chubb, um, heard many good things about him and Obviously, watched a few of their games last year as well, um, and just saw something really building there. So, um, it was a really inclusive culture as well, and that's not a knock on North Albany. I really enjoyed my time there, but um, it was a really inclusive culture, and they've been, it's been really good, a really good move, and I'm really happy I've done it. So, yeah. Excellent, and we're, we're obviously loving loving having you on board already, uh, and we're pretty fortunate that you've uh, managed to, you know, you, your fitness level is amazing. Uh, we've got we've got a lot of pod- podcasts to thank for that, and I think we've got to make a few more to keep your interest whilst you're running out there. Oh, <laughs> I guess um, you know we're, we're sitting we're sitting here at one end of the table to the other sort of thing between our two guests today. Going forward, uh, Nathan's obviously got a bit of recovery coming up. Do you have any advice for anybody such as young Nathan here who's got a bit of an injury or or might be sitting out this year on the sidelines? What what kept you keen? What what managed to bring you back to the footy? What what can you recommend? Uh, for someone who's looking to stay in footy, 
might have got unlucky with an injury. What sort of what sort of things did you do to keep your headspace right or, or get your headspace back on track? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the big thing would be um, staying involved. So um, when I was injured, I probably internalised it a fair bit. Just thought, why well, I me mean, sort of thing. Probably had the wrong attitude uh, initially. But um, you, you find out that you get a lot from giving. So if you go back down, um, you're just helping out wherever you can, getting involved. Um, that's probably one of the better ways to deal with it, I found, obviously. Um, but yeah, I probably internalised it a bit too much. And just to... Um, yeah, just to go down and try and give back a little bit to the club. That's probably my best advice. So you're talking a lot about internalising it. Do you sort of feel very isolated in yourself? Um, you've obviously hurt yourself. You've done all you've done all the work. You, you're probably looking at a couple of people who are kicking around who are having a few extra beers on the Sunday and stuff like that. And you're yeah. sort of thinking to yourself, I've done all the right things, and and, yeah. and why has this happened to me? Yeah. Um, is there anything you can do to combat that sort of that? that sort of internal feeling like what's what's the biggest one there what, how, do you, how do you get over your own headspace oh you just it's best just to put it into your recovery basically you just gotta keep putting in the work essentially um, it's pretty cliche but it's because it works <laughs> well um, that's right <laughs> yeah so um, yeah just it, it is frustrating but just gotta keep working hard essentially plugging away and um because, yeah, good things come to those who wait, obviously. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so just got to keep pushing. So for people who don't know, um, talking about a stress fracture, what's the recovery process for that? What are, we, what are we looking at to do to get back on track faster? Is there anything you can do, or is it just about a lot of uh, resting and waiting? Yeah, it's, it's a real waiting thing, because obviously it's come a course, but we're doing it, essentially. Um, I also got orthotics. I worked with Mark Island, who's a really good podiatrist, who I'd highly recommend to anyone down here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, got us a new set of orthotics, which are terrific. Um, changed the way I run as well, so had to do a fair bit in terms of that. A lot of pool, walking, everything to get back, but um, it's also a recurring issue, so I've got to be really careful with load management. And just had, um, obviously, the trainers down at Sharks been really good as well, um, dealing with that. Um, yeah, Taryn, we're, we're pretty fortunate with Taryn. She's uh, very knowledgeable and um, she's got time for everybody. I think, actually, Rick, you and I are having a bit of a cheeky chat about getting her on the show. Yeah, oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, her and Caitlin, I think it would be a good combo. Something to look at down the track. Absolutely. Um, yeah, shout out to Taryn. She's so knowledgeable and great at what she does. Goes above and beyond. Oh, um, so caring as well. Always sending yeah. texts off the game and whatnot yeah. as well. So just the extra... Oh, she sends you texts as well, guys. I, I thought I was getting some special. <laughs> <laughs> I, sent her, I sent her a text yesterday when I found out what happened and I gave her a call and then we just had about a 10-minute conversation about where I could come back and what I could do for myself and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's really, she's really, really good. I think one of my favourite things about having Taryn in the team is you always see her getting around. She's always got a big line of people, um, you know, a lot of issues going on. And one of my favourite things to do personally is I love to stand at the back of that group and wait till it's all gone and then go up to her and go, Taryn! And she turns around, she's, she's, she's ready, she's ready to go. She's just dealt with three or four people. She's probably given a bit of bad news and she's back up. She's got the smile back up and I love telling her, nothing wrong this week, see you later. <laughs> It's one of my favourite jokes with her, but uh, no, she, she does a fantastic job. Uh, we're fortunate to have her. Um, she's obviously done a lot for you already, and uh, as you said, Nathan, you know, she's got nothing but time for all of us. Mm. And she's got that protege and Caitlin coming up. Yeah. So, yeah, she'll be around for a while. I think. 
Yeah, I think so too. Unless, of course, she does too many more bus trips with us boys on the way up to Borden. <laughs> and we might scare her off a little bit. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it'll be us scaring her off. I think it might be one or two specific people that'll scare her off. But hey. Oh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think Rick's new theme song on the night was, uh, on the day, sorry, was, oh, might yeah. have been a bit of a deterrent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rick's that, got know. nothing but fond memories of uh, the, the phallic menace. Yes. <laughs> If you, haven't, if you haven't checked it out, Jake Stewart, uh, shout oh, out to you, mate. The uh, right. Funk Oars, Phallic Menace, give it a listen. It's a uh, big Rick's theme song. Mm, that's right. <laughs> it's not a backtrack, mate. It was a pretty big night, that one. Oh, it was. Started the bus trip, leave it from Port, and it's gone back away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. It's a good carnival. Um, and Nathan, you were fortunate enough to come with us on that carnival. Um, yeah. We touched about it a bit on it uh, in the last podcast. Um, how were your memories of the carnival? What did you think leading up to it? Oh, I loved it. It was, it was a great... It was a great weekend just to get around, obviously, the boys and then meet some new people and play against some people we know, North Albany and Royals, um, but also play against the likes of Noangara, Box Hill, um, Lake Grace, Pingra, those guys. Like, it's, it's an awesome, awesome weekend, or awesome day for anyone who's looking at trying to guess, speed up their game, I suppose. Yeah. And it was such a well-managed uh, competition leading into it. Like They just had everything organised yeah. on the day, ready to rock and roll. Um, facilities were fantastic. It's a real shame what's happened to their town as far as um, having to close up doors as far as their footy clubs and their netball clubs concerned. It, but wasn't, it hasn't been just Borden. It's also been... Um, uh, what's it called? Ongarup. Ongarup and Borden yeah. both, both shut down around the same time. And they lost lost that, but whenever AFLX comes together, they play as... Borden, yeah, so it's a great opportunity for them to get together and just keep sport alive in their in their part of the world, which is which is fantastic. And as we said, we relished the opportunity. Um, we gave it a real successful carnival. I think it was a real good hit out for us. Um, and for some of us, it was actually our first time singing the team song at all. Uh, there was a handful on that bus who had never sang it before. Rick, were you yeah. one of those? Yeah, that's it. Um, I was one of those. I sung it with the Colts coaching them and when they won the grand final last year but haven't sung it as a player yeah so it's a pretty special moment yeah we really that opportunity to sing it as um tag said any chance you get and did the work to win win a game or two mm. so why not we drew one so we sang half the song yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it pulled yeah. over on the uh, yeah. side of the road somewhere don't know where we were but... yeah i think we might have scared, scared a few uh kookaburras and so on but uh <laughs> Oh, that's always going to happen when a couple of with friends of your sharks get yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. And you didn't play that kind of, did you, Ben? Uh, definitely would have been good to have you there. You could have, been, could have used you. Yeah, it would have suited you. Yeah. Maybe next year after you had it. You and, and Taj, just bang, bang. Well, that's bang, right. Taj was going to be my next uh, next sort of little point. Um, another bloke who's come across to the Sharks Footy Club mm. this year. Um, another bloke who's relished the opportunity and... I have to say, you know, for for such a young man to have such good head on his shoulders and wanting to get to know all the boys, whether it be the 16s, Colts, Bloods level, he just wants to get involved. Um, how does it feel coming across with, with, a couple, with a couple of boys like Taj and Cohen? You know, do you feel you guys have a bit of an extra special bond or are you um, you're sort of just trying to make it on your own, so to speak, and just get involved with the club no matter what? How does it sort of feel coming in with a couple of extra new boys? Yeah, absolutely, really. It really helps. Um, yeah, Taj is a terrific, terrific person and terrific footballer as well. Um, 
yeah, it, it definitely helps. It's like um, being a new kid at school, really, and um, having a few other new kids, you tend to you tend to bond with them. But yeah, I can't speak high enough for the guys we've got in, um, and also the guys that we already have. They made it a really welcoming environment, um, really good to be around. Um, yeah, and introduce themselves really well. It's, yeah, really good environment. Yeah. Um, so who was uh, the first couple of people that you met, you know, you really sort of took notice to? Who, who, were, there, who were your first sort of mates there? Oh, can, can I say Rick? Because <laughs> he was <laughs> trying to first and introduce himself. Well, I think we got a little bit of a subtle signal there. He was quite keen to sort of give himself the on panel in the back there. So, uh, Wait, is it because he's the tallest guy there? Uh, Maybe he was the first bloke that you saw. I think it's fair to say that he does. Uh, he does look up to you, big Rick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could hear the cringes already through the mm. podcast. It's <laughs> a shocker. Uh, yeah, but no, that's only it. Yeah, everyone's just been really welcoming, no matter who it is. Everyone's just got around them, and hopefully, you felt welcome, mate. Because yeah, terrific culture. The boys and everyone is just. We really value every recruit we get and yeah. anyone who's who wants to put on the jumper and just want to make it just a good environment, I suppose, for them. And yeah, also Mulesy, Mulesy's been really good as well. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Quick shout out to him, yeah. Quick shout out to Mulesy. <laughs> Better be listening, Chooker, or else yeah. mate, I'll come sort you out. <laughs> Chook's a new one that's come over this year as well, isn't he? So, yeah, mm. yeah, right. Which club did Chuck come from? Katan. Koji. Koji. So he's new to town then, I guess. No. A little bit. Oh, I think it was a few years ago. He hasn't played for a little while. So right. Yeah. Well, I think by the sense of that, might have to get Chooker up here and get, get the story straight. So we <laughs> oh, might have to exactly. book him in. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we, we talked a bit about it before. and This is our, this is our second podcast. We're on... Uh, on location again at Rick's bachelor pad. <laughs> Talk it up. Oh, it's, a, it's a pad, mate. It's a pad, that's for sure. So, um, unfortunately for anybody who is listening, you won't hear the sweet sound of uh, the AU Falcon doing the burnout in the background or the boys cheering him on. Nice and quiet here. That's right, that's right. You know, and, and I guess you know, it's a bit of an issue. The AU Falcon's obviously not loud enough. We can't hear him all the way through here. That's all right, that's all right. Um, so, we're on, we're on location for our second... Uh, Second podcast, and I guess for you two fellas, you you both given it a listen. Uh, do you have any tips or anything that you want to throw out to to Big Rick and I? Rick being, of course, our executive producer and uh, and my sidekick, as as he's dubbed himself. What are your thoughts so far? Go, um, Nathan, you're up, mate. Nah, nah. You Besides cutting me from the show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have mentioned before a bit less mention of Jake Stewart's sex life would be ideal. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rochelle somewhere is probably listening to this and, uh, and uh, thanking you boys for agreeing with that one. Now, we talked last week, um, for anybody who was listening, about Jake's new nickname, oh, Boomer. How, how's it sitting so far? We got. Is it gonna stick? Oh, you won't be able to hear his head through the door if that. Like, <laughs> just might float away. Go on, ego of him as you reckon, eh? What are you um, thinking, Rick? As a, as another member of the of the league side, do you think do you think we'll be able to get it into it? Do you think we'll be able to change it? It's been Snake's been a bit of an institution. Mm. We have to talk to a few more boys. Yeah. Um, Snake or something related to that. Yeah. I think. But yeah, I don't, don't know. That. Do you think we should start the poll? We can't call him Python. 
Oh, serpent or something? Or... Actually, serpent's what he's going with on the old footy tipping, so maybe yeah. we might have to look into a bit of a segue into that sort of thing. Yeah, perhaps. This, yeah. Maybe yeah. horse because he's a centurion. I don't know. Horses, yeah, yeah, I like that. That's yeah, not bad. Yeah, yeah, we might have to. Maybe, maybe yeah. war horse or something. Yeah. 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 A few um, battle wounds. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I'm sure he's got a couple there. <laughs> so, um, touching just on, on the footy tipping, um, obviously. Uh, yeah. Rick, how's your season looking so far in the Sharks competition? Oh, mate, look, not great. <laughs> one of those years. Um, I don't know how you're number one, Bryce. You know nothing about footy or... Oh, no, no, no you've done well, mate. Up, up there, Bryce is number one for those listeners. Um, I checked on top 20. I think I'm 19th out of 30-something. Oh, that's something. not bad. Um, 35, but, I think it is. Yeah, it's going to be hard to catch up now. But, yeah... I read a lot of the ins and outs, but just the way this year has been going, it doesn't matter who's in, who's out, it's just anyone on their day. Mm. Um, yeah, just keep it going, see what happens. Tip with your heart. What, how, do you, how do you do it? I was going to say, you, are you ready for me to, to break your heart and tell you how I'm actually doing it? <laughs> oh, he just guesses. You're going to do it. You're, you're, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gut tipping it, mate. I'm just absolutely right, yeah. gut tipping it. Yeah, so, right. as you said, I've, I've actually asked the question of myself this year whether or not I'm actually any good at footy tipping because it's just been such a wild year. <laughs> and somehow I'm sitting on 40 plus tips. And uh, I think I'm sitting above some, some of the greatest footy uh, commentators at the moment. You know, I'm sitting, oh, I think so. sitting pretty at the moment. I'm not two really. games clear of. Uh, there's Gary Tuck. Oh, who's he's got, uh, a, got a, his wallpaper probably, the bladder. Yeah, that's... <laughs> oh, I, I, should, I should actually do that. It's not a bad idea, you know, chuck it on there on, on the old uh, Facebook profile or something. But um, Gary Tuck, uh, he's, he helps uh, manage the Albany Sea Dragons and uh, he's... Uh, yeah, he, I'm two games clear of him. He was my main competition. But I think the reason that he's fallen away, and I'm sorry to tell this to you, Gary... But it's because Frio are no good this year, and he's he's the kind of bloke who just cannot do it. He cannot tip any other team except for Fremantle, um, whenever they're up. And I'm the same. I will. Oh, oh, I mean, he's gone your port. He's gone port against Adelaide. Yeah. So. I don't know about that. I think I might back court too now. Oh, okay. okay. That's all right. It'll just be two games clear if you've got some. <laughs> uh, so, as we said, uh, you know, poor Gary Tutt, he's, uh, he's having a bit of a hard, hard year because Freer's not doing the greatest. Yeah, I, right. I, will, I will refuse personally to tip against the Adelaide Crows, the mighty Adelaide Crows, right, that right. is. Um, I heard that the same so, with this guy. He's a staunch Carlton fan. He refused oh. to tip against Carlton. So I was like, so you give up 20 games a year. <laughs> like, so you're, you're intending them to win how many games? <laughs> oh, what did they won? One? One? Well, Maybe one, how many, one, how many one, games in a season this year? I think they're 23. So you're giving them three games this year? Three games. That's wow, generous. that's generous. That know. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seeing as they couldn't beat North Melbourne. They win the bye, oh. so that works. Yeah. Do we know any Carlton supporters who are listening on? I know, uh, I know Big Bad Skinny. He's, skinny, uh, yeah, he's definitely one. Skinny, um, few hard years. Um, there is, there is someone. In there, there is a couple. Tom, yeah. Tom Dunn who used to play for the Sharks. He's a big Carlton fan. Yeah. Um, but I know we've yeah. got a lot of St Kilda and North Melbourne supporters. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, if we do have any Carlton supporters in the the uh, Sharks playing group, do us a favour, give us a little bit of a heads up on the um, on the Sharks 
chat page <laughs> so we can identify you poor bastards and that way whenever we see you we can give you just that little bit extra pat on the back come the end of the weekend and you haven't got away with the win again well, yeah, yeah. well Banksy's Banks, got every every Guernsey except for Freo's because he just doesn't want it <laughs> um, so I'd say whatever Guernsey he's wearing on the day I mean that's who he's supporting isn't it well that's that sounds about right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we see any uh, Geelong and Collingwood fans come out of the woodwork oh, they keep going the way they're going <laughs> well Leah yeah, Zach's um, girlfriend is a Jong, a very avid oh, okay. Jong supporter. So, and yeah. as much as it hurts me to say, so is my partner Erin. She yeah. loves yeah. the uh, Geelong Football Club. And um, just a bit of a funny story uh, is that uh, our daughter Chloe is born on Patrick Dangerfield's birthday. Which hurts me that little bit more, being an ex-Adelaide Crows oh. player for <laughs> once upon a time. So unfortunately she had a, a free pass to buy a Patrick Dangerfield and unfortunately it's a recent one. Oh. <laughs> the one that got away, Bryce. Uh, number 35. Oh, look, There's many that got away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look, to be honest, they can have Dangerfield because we got to the grand final without him. Mm. Uh, and you could, and as far as I'm concerned, the uh, Carlton Football Club can keep... Uh, oh... McGovern. McGovern, that's McGovern. right. They can no, keep McGovern. Because you got, you got Eddie Betts. <laughs> we got Eddie Betts. Well, uh, I've always said... Uh, and, I do love Carlton, the football team. Firstly, um, team that my mum supports uh, before the Adelaide Crows. Uh, she almost had to make a, a an exception and go for for Collingwood, but then around uh, <laughs> <ran>, the <laughs> time that they got ma- my mum and dad got married, the Adelaide Crows were formed. Being living in South Australia, they decided we'll jump on the Crows bandwagon, and I've got nothing but admiration for my mother for that. But um, yeah, the uh, the Carlton Football Club has always been a bit special to me because that's where all the Adelaide supporters seem to come from. All the Adelaide uh, <laughs> magic comes from. You know, Sam Jacobs, our Ruckman, yeah. Eddie Betts, uh, Bryce, Gibbs. Bryce Gibbs, you know, the three Bryce big names Bryce. right there. Yeah. And uh, I think they named 12 players in the 2017 Grand Final. Mm. Firstly, it was the first time all 44 players had never played a Grand Final previously. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, don't quote me, but somewhere along the lines of 12 players had played previously for Carlton in that Grand Final. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. You'd agree in that. Yeah, agree. Yeah. 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 yeah, so uh, so big, big love to the Carlton support, to, to the Carlton Football Club. Probably less so for their uh, selection team. Think a lot for Richmond though, surely. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's a matter of opinion, but we'll. Uh... <laughs> yeah, which goes into my our question. I got sent in. Um, Big Riley, thanks for sending in some questions, mate. But you just uh, Big Riley in the bath. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully the bubbles are still Riley, uh, Yeah, you Riley. should have his champagne on him, should yeah. he? Riley with his bath bomb there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Ben, he just asked me to ask you how do you think Richmond are going currently and how do you think they'll finish this year? Oh, at the moment, they're not tracking too flash. Um, lost the Bulldogs at the moment, mm. on the weekend. Um, Pretty polished Bulldogs side. Probably the most they, polished we'd seen them for a little while, though. Well. Mm. I'll have to give it to them. They played very well. Um, I don't know. They're one of those teams that tends to... Go LeBron mode in the finals and just flip a switch. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, unless Big Mason Cox comes along, but you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, they but, should do enough to get there. Yeah, make the yeah, eight absolutely. and then just you know. And it's a, di- a whole different game, really. Mm. Um, come finals, uh, especially with the week buys getting a bit confusing now. Um, yeah. a, a lot of people said uh, when the Bulldogs won their first grand final. Um, yeah. They weren't necessarily the best team that year, and and, and that was sort of a, a funny um, look into their next season 
people were expecting mm-hmm. them being the grand finalists to be right at the top of the uh, home and away season, top of the ladder, minor premiership in in their follow up season to the to the grand final. But um, if you go back and look into the to the year uh, when they won the grand final, they didn't actually win the home and away season. I think they finished seventh or. Eighth. Mm. It might have been seventh. Totally seventh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. realistically speaking, all you have to do is get across that line and be the best yeah. of that opportunity. So they is, they were the best yeah. finals players. Interesting, and see what you guys think. Because in like a lot of other comps like EPL, English Premier League, whatever, Grand mm. yep. Premiership goes to the top of the table team. Like that's all good. That rewards consistency. But the finals is where it matters. Yeah, and mm. it's the Bulldogs. They did enough to get there. They went through, won three games, whatever it was, make the grand final, won it. Like the teams that finished top weren't able to, they didn't execute where it, when it mattered. Mm. So, And then, of course, your debate is always going to be on, uh, you're going to talk about injuries, you know, mm. 22 rounds, 23 rounds, I think it is now, is a very long season. You're going to start debating, you know, well, you know, if we if the grand final season was played back when all our players were in, you know, it would have been a different series. Um you know, West Coast Eagles, of course, will talk a lot about Gaff. I mean, obviously, they got away with their win mm. last year, but they'll be talking about, you know, if, if it wasn't for the... Um, if they had lost that game, they might have been sort of looking for that extra player. So yeah. you're going to start getting into those sort of debates so over how long the season is and, and mm. when and where the grand final... I mean, obviously, the big thing, being the grand final, being played at the MCG, oh, does you reckon? Yeah. Be careful with this one. <laughs> I, I wherever I like. They can, they can I've got no problem with it being played at the MCG. Um, That's all well and good. But uh, I guess the big one is with the EPL, especially, is they play each team away and then they play them home. Yeah. Uh, so until the AFL does that, I don't think we can even contend with that idea. Mm. Uh, given the amount of teams that we've got now, our season would be epically long to get through all those all those uh, yeah you know and then I, I, I really don't think you can take away oh, yeah. from finals pressure no the way it feels when That's you win it. a grand final especially when the underdog wins the grand final yeah, it comes out of nowhere. Because it's the best team on the day. Yeah, yeah. that's it, yeah. And that's, that's how we always play footy, you know. Uh, we talked a lot about it last week, Rick, you and I, uh, obviously yeah. leading into um, Royals being a big, big, uh, big task and also the fact that they, as we said, they did a lot of damage to Mount Barker uh, leading up into our game and, and we, we asked the question, you know, how does that lead into your game plan? And you and Jake, I think, put it perfectly when you both said that scores start level and it's all about being the best team on the, the day, if I can um, sort of butcherise a little bit of what you said there. and that's, fine, yeah. that's how you approach every game as a league player, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Anyone on their day, um, the team that rocks up is willing to win, willing to do the one percenters and work as a team, we're going to win, so it doesn't matter you know, who it is. Um, whoever's, whoever puts four quarters together and executes is going to win especially when you talk about what we mentioned with Nathan earlier tonight mm. about playing your role mm. yeah you know that's that's always going to be the big part so um, just touch back over to the footy for, for, for now so over to the league game um, as we said we didn't get away with the, the win against Royals uh, probably one of our better score lines as far as I know against uh, such a big club yeah what are your thoughts uh, leaving the game on, on Sunday what are your thoughts about it where do you think the club's at yeah, like, it was disappointing, but at the same time, we took a lot out of it, a lot of positives. Um, so we started off the game, they kicked with a breeze, and they kicked four goals with it, the assistance. And in recent years, they probably would have jumped this early, and that could have been eight goals. You're looking at a 50-point head start to them. 
Um, we weren't at our best, but I thought we played played well in patches. We were off in the second quarter, but I thought third quarter we, we did well. We tackled well, kicked a couple goals and hit the scoreboard. So I think if you just take pieces out of that game, suddenly it's a little bit more even. Um, but the brilliant thing out, brilliant thing was they're the benchmark. They're the top of the table. Played them. We get to play them twice more, two more mm-hmm. times. St. Blood's League and just have another crack at them. Absolutely. And I think that's, uh, yeah, just what you touched on there with the Bloods in the League and everything. I think they whitewashed us on the day. Um, not one of our clubs uh, managed to get the job done, unfortunately. Mm. Four straight, yeah. Yeah, four straight for Royals. And um, congratulations to them for that. Um, they obviously played very well. Uh, very hard footballers. Uh, I think we can all say that. They're very, very good hard footballers. You mentioned not being at your best. How how did it feel out to you there, Ben? What what do you what are your thoughts as um, the player on the ground? How what was the feeling midway through that sort of second quarter when 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 you weren't really on ball? Um, yeah, it was a bit of a mental thing. I think um, I think we uh, our players stuck up to anyone in in the league. To be honest, I think we've got a lot of talent, especially with the guys we brought in. Um, I thought Brock Tide played very well. Mm. He had a really good game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, just probably lacked a bit of composure and also just getting used to um, playing with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, they're obviously a really polished outfit and they're raring to go since round one, obviously having a huge round one win and coming in with a lot of confidence, knowing how all each other play and stuff for others. We're, we're still building that. Um, we'll get there, but um, just touching back on what you were saying a bit earlier, I think um, oh, one of my favourite sayings of footy is always... Um, any given Sunday, so on any given day, so I think any team can come out and win. So, so yeah, just just got to go out there from the onset and go to play. Whereas I think we may have dropped our heads a little bit, if I'm being honest, um, when they got up us. But um, what we needed probably to realise is that, um, yeah, we we had the breeze next quarter. I mean, like <laughs> they had the breeze yeah. in the first, we got it in the second, so I think so we probably didn't capitalise on that. But we will learn from that going forward, and we'll come out better for it I think and that's something I think we in the Bloods team I think can sort of take a bit of pride of uh, when they had the breeze we were expecting them to kick away and I think we managed to tidy them up a little bit more the more they had the breeze which was sort of um, it was a good sign it was a bit of a bizarre thing to see we obviously expect them to sort of get a nice big lead in there but we managed to hold them back and um, it's all the positive signs obviously there's a few people learning the structures that Tag's putting in place um and these aren't things you learn overnight, are they? I mean, Rick, you've been a member of the Sharks Club for, what are we, your fourth year, I, yeah, I believe? fourth year, yeah. Um, and structures don't come overnight, do they? It doesn't matter which club you come to or come from, does it? No, yeah, it takes time to build, implement them, and, yeah, only going to get better while we do them. Consistency of training is going to be a big one. Trust the process. Yeah. Yeah, trust <laughs> the process, and then the result will unfold. Um, which is an easy thing to say. Mm. It's a hard thing to, to follow through with, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's it. Um, we just keep sticking together. It's round two. As I said, we play twice more. Um, not all doom and gloom by any means. Like There's plenty of positives. Like, I watched the first half of the Bloods and, of course, our game. And there was really good patches. It's just stringing it together. Yeah. And just getting everyone to believe. And as Ben said, you know, that second quarter... We had the chance to respond with the breeze. Uh, if we kick a couple goals, suddenly it's game one going into half time, but we weren't able to do that. And 
we let a lot of tackles slide and things like that. But it's just tidying up a few of those things. It'll come. Yeah. 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 And are there any things that you think that really need major attention now, Rick? Are you are you um are you buying into, I guess what we talked what we probably heard a lot from the Albany advertiser, especially about the winning hangover. You know, they sort of they they, they might have talked talked about it a bit as though we had the grand final hangover. Um, they were sort yeah, of talking right. about how we. Four dogs, twenty six days. Exactly. So that's sort of. They might have given us a bit of a bit of a harsh rap. Yeah. Are you buying into any of that? No, I don't think so. We had a win. We moved on. We said we don't want to be a one hit wonder. We moved on to next week. Royals, they're the top side. They're going to be be good all year. I feel. Um, boys are still. You know, we haven't lost confidence. We're not. On a high horse from week one, you know we got to get on with it, and yeah, we've we've had a win, but nobody just wants to win one game for the year. It's about, you know, it's about the next win. So yeah. And how about you, Ben? Just just going back to the uh, to to the winning hangover, so to speak. You know, you talk. We we're talking a lot about how even us here doing our podcast for the for for our second episode, mm. mind you. Uh, the media's out there a little bit more, even for country footy, than more than it probably was a couple of years ago. It's more than just a write-up in the paper. Do you buy into anything that you see on social media? No, no, you can't. Um, no, not really. You just got to, um, yeah, essentially just put it in the back burner. Um, it's easier said than done, but you just, when you play, you, you're obviously probably a bit flat after a loss afterwards, but you go into training you, and you're ready to go. You go in, you train really hard. Um just don't really buy into it too much at all and obviously they love to sell a story I think um, what was said um, made it they obviously um, they obviously put a bit of sauce on it I reckon I reckon it was a bit closer than what it was especially towards the end um, the game was probably over and they kicked a few late goals and stuff like that which um, being out there it actually seemed like a, a closer game than what it was mm-hmm. it might, than what the scoreboard might suggest a bit more of an arm wrestle. Um, it was just moments like that where they obviously got um, piled a few on late, and they they did it. They did outplay us on the day. Um, but I think there was some really positive signs from our side. Mm. A few people have said, and I believe it too, the score doesn't reflect, as you said, yeah. the way we play and the intensity out there. It feels like it's even Steven sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just pull away at, at patches and. But I guess as a player uh, as well, I think one of the things we look at whilst we're out there is we're talking more about winning our little interceptions with the ball. So you're doing your part, you're doing your 1%, as that game does feel that little bit closer. And I think before long, everybody starts to do their parts, you know, has that big game like Nathan did against, um, against the Royals on the weekend, you know, has that, has that big role to play, does that role well. You know, that's all it takes to start stringing together a couple of wins, isn't it? You know, just everybody doing that little bit extra... Yeah, and um, and sort of lifting the side, um, and I think really when we we watched uh, Nathan play over the weekend, especially now knowing with the uh, with the busted mitt there, mates, um, you know your your efforts out there really lifted the side, um, and really sort of inspired a lot of players out there. Yeah, who was your standout for this game? Other than yourself, obviously playing an absolute blinder of the game and, and tidying everybody up. Who's this, who's your standout for the Bloods? I said it on Sunday for Players Player, and I'll say it again. Hunter had an incredible first game. Um, yeah, just he just 
he made it his own. He made he made he made playing his first game his own and really really pushed himself. Um, I'll give a shout out to Big Mac as well for taking on that ruck roll. And who who are we talking about, Big Mac? Then oh, Liam, Liam Canless. <laughs> um, if you listen out there, mate, Big Mac extra special sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he took on the ruck roll when we didn't have anyone really, and yeah, he played probably his, it's his second game, so he played his best game again. He made a mistake in the fourth in the their fourth half. I pushed something in the back, and I looked at him and went, "It's your second game. Don't don't take it." Too hard. Yeah, and the the push in the back rules had a bit of a a bit of a revamp this year, especially when we're talking about the marking contest. You know, being able to not necessarily push somebody, but being able to sort of protect your space. You know, do you think how are you guys going with that rule so far? Is it have you have you interacted with it yet? Have you been pushed or had a chance to hold your ground against it? How, how's it sitting with you so far, Rick? Um, yeah, a couple times you get shoved behind, and uh, you get to push, but it could just be your opponent up their knee just holding their protected space there's been a few controversial ones in the AFL haven't had too many happen to myself but you just got to go eyes on the ball put your knee up and yeah I generally when I go up I don't put an elbow out or anything like that um, just sort of try and fly and arms up full extension and just go full, up. full victor eh? not that I get up high but uh, yeah. <laughs> but um that's the thing I guess the sky's the limit and that's a literal sense in your when you're talking <laughs> as high as you are Big Rick uh, just out of curiosity just yeah. while we are on the subject what is your official height? I think I'm, I'm 198 I measured at work 198 and a bit I think which is equivalent to I think 6'5 6'6 yeah. 6'6 there you go um, no, yeah so yeah, nearly 200 but there we go so we, we are quite literally talking about flying we <laughs> don't have to go far I guess <laughs> equivalent to uh, Stefan Martin's height I think oh okay it's <laughs> a oh, nice yeah. little benchmark <laughs> and how about yourself Ben the, uh, the change of rules this year um, 666 being able to hold your ground running out of the goal square is there any of these that you don't really agree with so far no I think they've been great for the game um this, yeah, the six 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 bench is really good. Um, it's just a lot, lot more free. Um, you just got so much more space to operate. Um, it does open the game up a lot though, so you do have to be really on the ball. Like tags always preach that you can't really slack off at any time, and that you're always in the contest. Always looking for your next job, and it's mm. especially um, prevalent now, especially when you can play on, so you can go straight away. So you got to be mindful of that, and the six 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 where. Um, it used to be fairly congested, so thinking a bit slow, but now it's just flying out of there, especially with the quicker mids, and you got Banksy bullocking through, and everything. Fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah. Banksy going yeah. through that middle there. And... Hard man to stop. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now, Rick, you talk, uh, we, so we mentioned uh, the change of rules, and uh, obviously you do a bit of ruck work uh, throughout the club. Have you had an opportunity to pluck the ball out of the air yet? Does he ever? Yeah, a couple of times. Oh, yeah. So good. Off my disposals kind of problem. He's <laughs> pulling it out and giving the handle, slamming it on the boot. Um, it's nice, of course, of the new rules. You get that extra time before when you grabbed it and got tagged, essentially, that was holding the ball. But now you, you have that little bit of extra time. And just with the conditions, the breeze and, uh, you know, a few boundary throw-ins have been a bit shorter and been able to just uh, grab, that in, grab that ball and... 
make the most of it. of it. Yeah, yeah. but I think, um, and of course, taking away the third man up has helped mm. a lot of ruckmen. Um, getting that, yeah, extra knee in the back <laughs> coming from anywhere. It's just, it always made um, the contest, you know, in, intruded on the contest, that man-on-man mm-hmm. ruckman, yeah, that ruck contest. So that's been, been good. Um, but yeah, we just got to, it's, it's a new rule for ruckman and we're just sort of, yeah, still trying to suss it out, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good rule uh, so far. I mean, I, I myself I don't mind a bit of uh, ruck work in the in the uh, forward pocket. Yeah. And, uh, really <laughs> stop what he says. I was lucky enough against Mount Barker. We we got a um, got a ruck tap that I was able to get my hands on, and, and just being able to force someone off the ball first, and then just mm-hmm. grab it, put it straight on the boot, just makes it so much faster. Yeah, it really opens up that play quite nicely, I think, which is really good to see. Yeah. But one rule that we in the bloods especially are, are struggling with and, and something we're, we're having a bit of a drama with is um the, the changeover is the one thing uh obviously six 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 making that a little bit uh more difficult after the, the goal kick old goal being kicked you've only got 45 seconds to uh get a player on and off um but the 50 meter penalty rule um that's something that we in the bloods we're we're, we're probably struggling with um I think we probably need a little bit more clarity from the umpires as to how they're going to work the rule. Uh, I think we gave away, was it two? Yeah, two free kicks mm-hmm. because we weren't able to stay in front of the man on the ball, obviously. One, one results in a goal, which isn't isn't Jordan, isn't Diggers' fault, and I, he really shouldn't take that to heart. Um, no, definitely not. He I just think... didn't know the rule. And, and it's not something, I mean, as Tag said to us in the Bloods, you know, it's up to us to learn the rules in our own time. Yeah. Um, but it is a confusing rule. And, and have you guys in have you guys had much to do with that as of yet? Have you interacted with that rule and either had it go either way for you just yet? Um, for us, yeah, someone from Royals something happened deep in the forward pocket, and the guy got fifty and just kept running and took off. It's just too quick for me, but he just kept running and someone else sort of went to get the mark. I think one of the midfielders, but just sort of didn't know where to stand. The umpire didn't make it clear or yeah I think the rule was too confusing I think even the player who gets the free isn't too sure yeah. exactly you know. I mean for me personally I'm, I'm not going to lie if I, if I get give away a 50 metre penalty in the defensive line I'm probably not going to try and run with the bloke mm. because I'm going to get in his way um, and then I'm going to give away a 50 metre penalty again mm. uh, which is you know, and unless somebody takes that mark it then becomes an issue again do you think we need to see the second field umpire actually, as the kick's called, take position of where that mark should be? Do you think that might be something that might help us tidy that rule up a bit? So as, as the first field umpire calls the 50 metre mark, the second one runs into the position and points to where it should be? The only thing I could think is if, is, is the, mo- is the uh, mark still moving though? That's the thing, is, or is it just set? So as far as I can tell, yeah. a 50 metre penalty is paid. Yeah. Um, and you suppose you then like with the, the, the play with the ball yeah. travels to that mark. Okay. Right? Right. Yeah. Whilst he's travelling in that mark, yeah. no one's allowed to encroach upon his face. So you're not allowed to be in front of him. Uh, if he catches up to you, yeah. or if he overtakes you, you then uh, stopping his ability to play on. Mm-hmm. So he has the right to play on anywhere between the start and the finish of that fifty meter penalty, and then once you reach the mark. If he hasn't played on, then it is a normal uh, play on possession from there. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, essentially gets a straight line. It's an avenue you can't impose. Yeah. You can't. I don't even know if you can be within a couple of meters or. You have to be a certain. He can't be. He no. can't be next to you. You have to no. be in front of him. Yeah. So you have to be faster than him. So as we said in the bloods, what we're what, what our aim is if we ever uh, awarded a fifty meter penalty, is to run right up until we've reached their mark. So that way, should they step in front of us, we can then gain another fifty meter penalty, mm. which is obviously going to encourage speedsters on the ball to be able to get the extra fifty meters, uh, or better yet there'll be confusion as to who's got the ball, who's got the mark, and then as we saw in one of our 50 metre penalties, nobody took the mark, and the, and the player carried on, and I think he made it well and truly into his forward 50 from what should have been, as far as I can tell, a centre square yeah. mm. set of 50. Yeah. So, um, still confusion there, still not loving it. How are you guys feeling about it? What, what's, what's your fix now, sort of knowing the rules? What, what, what do you think we need to aim at? The scrap it over. Tricky one, yeah, well. Because um, you saw in the, if you guys watched the JLT matches, like the pre-season matches, it was fairly comical because I think it was Ben Brown was actually actively chasing after the guy and touched him and then got awarded another 50-metre penalty. <laughs> yeah. that, that's just mm. too far. There's got to be a common-sense rule, essentially, where just, um, yeah, common-sense takes over and they're like, well, come on, mate. <laughs> Do, do you think we need to have the ability to play on or do you think a 50 metre penalty should be awarded oh. at the 50 metre mark or, or whichever mark it should be placed at? It's a really hard one because watching last year there's times where he could have gone but it's like no, no, I've got to take it to the 50s mm. thing, and it kind of was a restriction and then there's obviously, <laughs> yeah, you take, you do this and then it's, yeah, you obviously got other yeah. issues. So. Keeps the game going, doesn't it? Yeah. That momentum gives the ability to play on if something's... Or, you know, something's on after running 20 metres and they'll, they'll go for it, they'll move it on. So why can't we see the rule paid like advantage? Obviously, um, if you're running on the mark and you're running up to the the, the 50 metre penalty and he's uh, he, your opposition player's decided to go and pick out one of his boys who's yes. sitting off the wing there, um, obviously with advantage, much the same, you've already been awarded the, 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 uh, the free kick, you can't really touch them or do anything anyway. Why can't we just see it played as advantage? Yeah, it does. That's the what I was thinking. So if it's like almost a moving mark, like with the umpire, so as he's moving up, if you're running with the umpire who's like adjudicating it, um, because it's obviously almost like a moving mark between that and the 50 metres, so it's almost mm. a scale. So if he does choose to play on, then you can go after him, but if um, he doesn't, he's still running with the umpires, I think. So. I've got to say this, but the umpires in the AFL are a lot fitter and the ones that we have in the GSFL. <laughs> um, Whack. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's the truth. And I mean, some of them might not be able to keep up with the player who's running that way. And they might not be able to keep up with him. And then you've got to go, well, where's the mark? Because the umpire's back here, but the player's already gone that way. Now, as Jeffrey will always tell us, we always love the umpires. No, we do. Sharks. I do. We do. Absolutely. We do. Uh, and I won't... Yeah, that that's, was... That's the first yeah. thing we've got to mention is we love the umpires and we do recognise that we can't play our game on Sunday without them. Yes. Um, and it's probably... It is a thankless job. Um, like a tiger. Yeah. Like a tiger. Yeah. Much like a tiger. Yeah, that's right. Probably less so than a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I think you might be right there, and that's obviously where they should have the common sense. Well, not so much common sense. They they should have a, an agreement between themselves to to use the two man system. That's yeah. why they have two umpires mm-hmm. on the field. I reckon um, we should have three. Seriously, I reckon we should have three. I think we're struggling for volunteers. Is though, you know, it's country footy. Um, I think they, they 
they get, get in and they get a pay. Yeah. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, if we start paying for a third umpire, what's the first thing that's going to go up is your fees. Mm. So I think we have to work with what we've got and find a way. But I think we, we might need to have a, a discussion about it because it is something that is confusing a few people, I think. Um, you know, I think, Flaky, to be fair, we didn't really have the rules sussed out until you sat down on the couch right now and we had a bit of a chat about it, really. This has all been, it's been a big year for rule changes. This it has. On six. It's changed the formation of the game. And yeah. There's been a lot of other bigger rules, not as big, come in. Yeah. And it's just been, a, I suppose, a lot Oversized to adjust to. Yeah. yeah, everyone's sort of still working it out. Spice. I think you've it's done really up. well in the ruck, grabbing it out. You got like nice a long handball and <laughs> spot the open person. People might have worked me out now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like Ben's pushing for a second spot on uh, Rick and Force's feet and Prince, mate. I feel like he's looking for a return casting spot. <laughs> you say you say he's doing well in the ruck, but I'll, I'll put my hand up and say I'll beat him once. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate, if I ever walked away from training sessions and said that I was able to beat Big Rick Wallace once in the ruck tap, I'd be telling everybody. <laughs> wasn't it, wasn't, everybody. wasn't it training? We just came down for a bit of a run. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'd start my own podcast based on the fact. <laughs> All right, so we're going we're gonna to go back into uh, some questions that we got, and uh, this one also brought to us by Riley, so uh, yeah. hopefully that water's still warm, buddy, because we've been talking for a few minutes now. Uh, Throw it over to you, Snake. Nathan Smithers. Yes. Keep putting your names together. We've got Snake. <laughs> Here we go. Um, now, uh, Riley's mentioned that going into the last game, you would seem very switched on, which yeah. I think was uh, was a, was a shared thought by a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, sitting in the back corner there in the change room, we all noticed that you were sort of had a bit of me time there, and you had the headphones in. What music is driving you? What's 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 getting you into switched on mode? I actually. Looked up one of the AFL's playlists just to <laughs> um, just to just to put chuck it on there, and it just had a whole range of different stuff: slow, fast, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the music was kind of a background noise to what I was thinking through my head, really. Yep. Um, so just trying to get in the headspace of the tagger. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah, yeah. Have you done that before in any other footy? <laughs> tried doing it in a North Albany game because one wasn't against Flecky no no it was, it was against out of Ditchburn he ran me around everywhere because I was nowhere near as fit as him and he just absolutely monstered me because um, he played the league game the Friday night and played the reserves game the su- Sunday oh stop it and he just destroyed us and I didn't know I was doing it at the time and it was by about half time that I was doing it so I guess knowing your role when you're going into a game and you can set your mindset for it is the perfect way of doing it mm-hmm. um, so yeah. you, you obviously this time we used the playlist um, which you downloaded do you have any sort of go to tunes I had to chuck on BME Rhapsody at one point what's that about tell us tell us what that does for you it just it's just such a <laughs> it really is it's uh, just such a good song no that's fair enough that's a fair call I think call, a lot of people will um, back you on that one yeah it just it just makes it's just something you can sing along with obviously I could because Tags was talking and I really wanted to <laughs> <laughs> but um it's just the kind of song you want to sing along to it's nothing that was nothing against Tags either. that was just a more of a, I love singing along to that song I 
I just it was really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I wanted to get in the zone. The night before, I was thinking about it, thinking about how I was going to do it, and obviously I had a chat with Snape before the game started. I'm pretty sure, and a couple of the other boys, and I just yeah, it was just just about me focusing on the task at hand. And that's uh, pretty ties in well with what we were talking before about Flicky. You know, you you um your first year here at the club. You know, you're able to pull from the knowledge of all these other guys who've got nothing but time for us. You know what I mean? You, you, you've got guys to to go and see whether it's league, Rizzies, whatever. Um, I don't think I've ever been turned away from giving the odd bit of advice out to the league side myself. Um, and I think we're lucky in having boys like Jake who've just got nothing but time. He's an excellent coach. Mm. Um, you know, and uh, you know, as much as he thinks coaching the under fourteens is an oxymoron, he's he's a he's a very good uh, very good coach of that team, and I think they're lucky to have him. Uh, and you're lucky to have we're lucky to have such a pool of knowledge in players, past players, even players, even guys who've never played the game, but everybody's willing to give that little bit of um, feedback and and, and uh, advice whenever it's whenever it's called for, uh, and, and support more than anything. Support being the big one. Uh, Flicky, I'm going to throw the same question over to you, mate. Uh, we know you're a big podcast listener. Is that what you're going for going into a game, or have you got some tunes in, in mind? Oh, I'm actually quite the opposite. I try and I try and do the opposite. I used to um, I used to be a bit like that, and I found out that I was just knackered before the game because if you just getting into the mindset too early, um, yeah, just getting into the mindset too early. So it feels like you played a game before you've actually even played the game. If that makes sense, if you. Sort of visualising what's yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah, no, just take it out of yourself. Try to almost put it off and then right before we start, we, we have, has, has a bit of a routine that we like to do as a team and um, and then from there it's go time sort of thing before you step out into the field. But before you go out there, just try and keep it a bit relaxed. Uh, fairly, fairly simple, yeah. So myself and the Bloods, obviously, out on the field whilst you guys have got the routine going on, are you, uh, ever give us a little bit of an insight as to what goes on in that change room before, yeah. before crunch time? <laughs> uh, yeah, just do a bit of a warm-up together, all together in a circle, just do some high knees, just get everyone going and up and about and everyone's sort of doing their own thing before. We have a chat with Chubb before and after the high knees but it's just something just to boost the morale get everyone up and going before we go out and I think we we did it a couple of times and had a pretty good response from it um and then you know it takes it takes literally 30 seconds to just keep it going and it gets the boys up so just, yeah it's been been, been alright yeah mm. So the old high knees uh, countdown is that where yeah. we're going <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just start with eight and just work down to two and just bring everyone in, you know, tight knit circle, um, and yeah, just sort of, you know, just the way we run out, I suppose, like, yeah, tight knit team, and that's what we are, and yeah. So obviously, uh, when you guys run out, you're always leading the charge, and uh, can't forget, of course, the most important man in the back there is uh, Skinny running out, <laughs> always, <laughs> always likes to run through the tunnel, doesn't he, loves a little tunnel run. <laughs> Yeah, he's always, he's always out there. Yeah, yeah I think he, I think to be fair, he probably gets the biggest applause too. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. He's, he's a legend at the club. Uh, never played a game for us. Um, I think our club was formed well and truly after his uh, footballing days. Of course, excluding the legends match, of course, he's always a 
Or his calves up on the bench and bench. I reckon if you really needed him for reserves, hey, jump on. Yeah. I think he and Lynchy and would absolutely oh. take it on. Lynchy's played for us before. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I'm calling it back. Lynchy, if we're short this week, or if we're short any week, I'm, I'm putting a jumper on you, mate. I'm, I'm calling it now. Um, I love seeing, uh, I love seeing um, Murray Anning out there. Oh yeah, Murray's Murray, played for us too, I think. Yeah, Murray's Lux, played yeah. for us last year, and uh, also Odie. Yeah, uh, both both sort of obviously got coaching roles this year, but uh, always loved seeing those guys go out there. And I tell you what, you go where Odie tells you on the field, <laughs> and you will get the ball in your hand. I promise you. Yeah. I, I I was playing a couple of games where I was sort of struggling for a touch, and he said, "Just stand back over there, wait about thirty seconds, and run in." And I got the ball at my feet <laughs> as promised. Odie is a, is a wizard, mate. He's yeah, a wizard. The top, the top Mitchell, the bloods. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. A much better look at the top Mitchell, I've got to say, old Odie. You know, I'm giving you a bit of a shout-out, mate, so you better be listening. Um, so, Rick, same question again, mate. Tunes, what's the go-to? I know you're an R&B man, aren't you? Yeah, I'm Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna. Yeah, that's it. Did it run this town, mate? No. <laughs> <laughs> For oh, sure. It, it doesn't he just? Doesn't he just? Bachelor fans. Oh, had a had a singing about this. Had that song Goosebumps on. Yeah. Before the game, that got everyone gone. Um, it's anything with a good beat, I think. Rock Gunning's gonna be banned from that. What's he go for? Is he? Uh, I've got a feeling he'd be into the very uh, to the mumble rap, the, the classic. Uh, I reckon he's a cla- it's got some no, classic. No structure to it. Yeah. Just, you're listening to Uptown Girl, and then you're listening to some rubbish <laughs> mumble rap. Like, what are you doing? See, I mean, I, I would happily run out to Uptown Girl. I would no problem with that whatsoever. No, but then it's the mumble rap. Then it's the mumble yeah. rap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, leading forward uh, as yeah. a bit of a project, you know, at the Sharks, we're going to be looking at. Um, playing a bit of a, an entrance song for each team. Oh. So, if that does manage to go ahead... That's a nomination. Uptown yeah. Girl's definitely going to be up there. Uptown Girl's on the <laughs> list, I'm not going to lie. But Rick, what, if, you, if you had the choice of song to run out with your boys... What's Besides your, Baby Shark. Besides... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to lie. On Facebook, there's a heavy metal version of that. It's I've seen funny. the heavy metal version. Yeah, I've seen the heavy metal version, and I've seen the punk yeah. version, and I, I refuse it. Regardless, <laughs> song to run out to. Song to yeah, run yeah. out to. Jaws theme, man. Jaws theme. Joker, the thief. Joker, the thief. I like yeah. that. That's yeah, got some punch to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. something yeah. catchy. Something yeah. catchy. I think that'd be good. I've right. always kept. Um, you know, your Aussie rock has always been my sort of benchmark. Running out something like On My Mind by Powderfinger would oh, just yeah. be great. Or, loose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. or um, yeah. Beautiful Day by U2. Yeah, yeah something, something like that. Yeah. Something you could go the complete opposite oh. and go like, disturb the sound of silence. Oh, <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the opposition of running out. I have, I've, I've also uh, sort of joked around by playing the uh, playing the Benny Hill theme song as they go out there. You know the old um, you used to see it a lot when you used to watch your your, your TV and you see the guys running around trying to put up a ladder or something. Oh, They're yeah. all falling. Oh, over. Yeah. Like, do, 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 do. Yeah. Or we just need some uh, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Or the Imperial yeah. March from Star Wars. Yeah. Right, right? You know, Darth Vader coming back. Uh, no. like that last night put me off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You wouldn't even be focused on footy anymore. You'd be just like, what the heck was that? <laughs> yeah, those ones you mentioned, they're, they're all good. Something that gets us going. And I think 
with the warm up when we kick them for goals, doing the lane work, yeah, that's a a really good chance to just play some sort of calming. But um, yeah, I remember like watching the Eagles when I was little. And yeah, the songs they play when they kick. Like even like they they play a lot of Eagle Eagle Rock and yeah, like, you, you got Frio's um dude up the top playing some. Whatever he's playing, yeah, um, and the Frio Hippo and all that sort of stuff. So mm. something like that might just give us that little bit of an extra itch, you know. And mm. and the other thing is as well, we've always tried to be, you know, a lot of clubs in town as we've talked about have traditions, and we're just trying to be that cut above the ridge, cut above the rest, and do things our own way. Yeah, you know, not so much in the comparison spec, but more, just you know, this is the Sharks and this is how we like to play footy. Turns us to this Friday night, obviously massive game, big derby oh, against your old club, Benny. Yeah, North yeah. Albany. Could we see music as we run out Thank this week? Or... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we definitely yeah. very we definitely could see some songs as we go out. And of mm. course, uh, for anybody who is coming down, don't forget and tell your friends we've got a DJ coming in um, oh. to do the, to do the evening's work. So uh, after after the game upstairs, after a couple of bevies and all that sort of stuff, and uh, and some medals and all, uh, we're also going to do. Gonna have a DJ up there. Uh, it's a good friend of mine, uh, Jared Shelton. Uh, he's a very, very good little DJ. Uh, runs up at the um, studio one four six, I think is the number. <laughs> that's and your home, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, that's where, that's where Rick likes to bust moves when he's not on the bachelor pad. <laughs> yeah, but he has to put clothes on when he's not here. That's right. <laughs> oh, we, we thought we might mention actually before you forget, he is dude. <laughs> The Whopper Dog is on show, <laughs> and, it's, and it's as big as the as big as the legends say. <laughs> so, uh, no, rolling back to Friday, we could we could very well see some uh, a bit of a theme song to run out on too. At the Taj Williams Cup, I think it is. The Taj oh, Williams yeah. Cup, I like this out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah some tunes, yeah. Some tunes to run out on. Maybe we could look into that. Um, mm. It's not too late to get anything organised. And then, uh, as we said, uh, afterwards we're upstairs for the DJ. So um, if we if we can't clean them up on the dance floor uh, on the uh, on the grass, we we'll definitely clean them up on the dance floor, yeah. as we've That's done it yeah. as we've done in the past. <laughs> yeah. So um, just keeping on that theme, we obviously talk a lot about uh, you know what, what we do after footy and with a bit of music and that sort of stuff. Now this year we've got the lip sync battle coming back again. Now have you heard anything about this, Ben? What, what is your knowledge of the lip sync battle? Oh, I've seen it. Um... I think I've seen the event on Facebook, but um, yeah, try to avoid that because I'm not very good at singing, so I think I'll be pretty worse at <laughs> lip syncing. So <laughs> yeah. I always I'm half a beat off. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just the initiation, mate. So That's oh, right. You've got to be in there. No. Oh. So, obviously, this year we're putting a little bit more effort into it. Uh, last year, I think it was 90% of Skinny taking his tracksuit, tracksuit <laughs> pants off. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shout, shout out to Skinny yeah. and his tracksuit <laughs> pants. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this rough fan accountant supporter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very quick, very quick. <laughs> so this year we're going to put a little bit more effort into it, a little bit of structure. Now, uh, question is for you, Ben. Who can you see yourself get up there with? Who, who at the club do you find yourself a bit close to? Oh, Callum Redshaw, my fellow wingman. Callum yeah, Redshaw, yeah. Callum Red. Guess what, mate? You've just been nominated. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Now, um, we've got to put a bit of thought into what song you're going to be doing. Have you got anything in mind that you might like to do out? Well, Uptown Girl's got a bit of a rough today. So it has, hasn't it? So, so Callum Red, yeah, getting out there. Yeah. 
Yeah. With uh, Betty Fleck, and we're going to be seeing Uptown Girl. We're, I think we should block that in. Are we locking that in, Rick? Lock it in. And it's it's executive, yeah. with the executive producer has locked that one in. <laughs> we're on. Um, we'll live stream it. That's right. <laughs> now, Nate, you've obviously got a bit of a connection to uh, Big Mac. Yeah. And uh, Red's probably another mate of yours who you get around with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, me and Red haven't always been like like we have like we are in the, over the last couple of weeks. And I mean, it's been an awesome change to be that kind of person around Red. And like, he's he's a great bloke. Um, and, yeah. and he's really pushing himself uh, as a leader in the blood side at the moment. Isn't yeah. He? Especially as an on-field oh, leader. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Big time. Big time. He's a. I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah, he's just such a such a unique person, I suppose. Yeah. You can put it in out in all there. the best ways. Just oh so, yeah, definitely. Just so we're clear. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. are obviously the occasional unique people that we don't sort of we don't sort of look so, look upon so fondly. But yeah. uh, Red is someone who is really pushing himself, especially this year. I must add, um, I saw a bit of him last year, and this year I feel like he's really he's really getting the hang of what it means to be a leader. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he showed that on the uh, selection night. Yeah. And I think he showed that on the field, both both hitouts that we've had. Yeah. Now, do you see him, yourself, and Big Mac doing uh, the Bohemian Map City this year for us? I reckon those three, those two, and then we could probably chuck it over to me, Snake and Whacker. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so you going for two shows? Well, maybe, maybe yeah, two shows. Because I reckon Lear will push Whacker to get up there. Oh, yeah, Wack, I don't think Whacker would take much one. convincing actually, mm, just quietly. Maybe. I think Whacker would be pretty keen. Get a couple drinks in him, yeah, maybe, but. <laughs> Pick the right song, yeah. and I think we'll get him up there. Yeah. So um, we're going to pencil you in for for a Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I think we can pencil us in for that. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, that's definitely right. Now, Rick, uh, we haven't had a lot of time to talk about this yet, so he's actually oh. looking a bit worried, looking at me right now. Yeah, yeah trying to escape this one. Mate. So uh, who are you, uh, who are you, who are you sort of locking yourself in with, mate? Uh, last year, I'll... I think you've got to be thinking Banksy. Banksy, yeah, Banksy. Yeah. Could get Goonie down. Goonie. Well. Oh. I'm loving it. I think we've got an all-star cast. Because don't forget, this year, we're doing things a little bit differently. And you were actually mm. competing against the other grades. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's not just for... Uh, it's it's going to be... We're going to be choosing their songs beforehand. We're going to mm. put a bit of effort into it. Can we take Tate? <laughs> yeah, Tate, I think we can. I think we can find a friend on that one. We'd love to see. Got to mention Tate. Got to, got to throw a big oh, Tate yeah, back in there. And if Potato, if you listen to us, mate, we're, we're missing you still. And we'd love to have you back this year. And then sorry you couldn't be there with, for our big win, but yeah. come back for the big I'm event, which is the lip sync battle. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about the win, mate. This is what we're after. <laughs> we're belting out this just a bit louder. Oh, yeah. oh, but not. Yeah. Not with the lip sync. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, who are you thinking, mate? Who's who's your army? Oh yeah, I reckon yeah, Banksy, Goonie. Um, Oh, it's Steph Forster who came out the other way. Oh, Steph, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so you got a team of four. Yeah, that's four, pretty strong. Yeah. Oh, you might get one more. Oh, you got oh, one more in the tank? If we get a bit of a squad, maybe. That's that's a Dazza, right? That's, that's a Dazza. Oh, yeah, Dazza. Yeah. yeah, get Dazza down. Dazza down, okay. <laughs> Anyone who wants to sign up. That's uh, right. So last uh, year at the skit night, we, we got the Backstreet Boys out there for you. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> we, did it. we did it so well, yeah. too, I, I must add. Uh, yeah. And a big shout-out to Jake Stewart. What a, what, a, what, a, what a great job as the lead <laughs> acting role as uh, <laughs> Detective Jake Peralta. From the, he used uh, to do drama, the big fella. Yeah. <laughs> He killed the spot, so mate. I tell you, he was, it was fantastic. So, um, last year, you, you, you've, you've gone with the, 
gone with the uh, Backstreet Boys last year. Who are you going to go for this year? Let's have a look around. You yeah. want to look into like Chris Lilly. Chris Lilly. Yeah. I reckon you mentioned it before, Rihanna. Oh, <laughs> do you think we could see a bit of umbrella? Maybe? Yeah. Oh, Cut the boys doing the umbrella. Umbrella. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's the classic Rihanna song? Yeah, we've got to think uh, about it. One Direction, the Five Years. Oh yeah, yeah talking yeah. One Direction. Yeah. Or some Five S I S maybe. I don't know. We've got to put some thought into it because we've got to get onto it pretty soon. Have a think, yeah. Yeah, so have a think. We'll, um, we'll keep keep everybody interested with the podcast, see what we can do. <laughs> that might be a question for you guys to ask each other next week. Eh? Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> so um, you, I'm, I'm penciling in... Uh, I'm, I'm going to pencil in early. I think I've got uh, Riley and Dylan Gowdy. I'm going to put them together yeah. in a team. Oh, yeah. Have they been playing well? Dylan. Dylan, Dylan oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, big shout-outs to the big G train. Love any work, mate. Yeah. Um, I think I'll put those two together, and in, yeah. in mind I've got the uh, the Pokemon theme song. All oh, right. Yeah. yeah. What a what a tune. Jeez. What a tune. I reckon they might they might smash that out of the park. They might take away the win actually. You have a couple of people singing along to that though. You will. <laughs> I think you might be one of them, mate. Tardrums. Not going to be the only one. Related, surely. Fortnite related. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can you oh, that? A bit of Fortnite. Loves a bit of Fortnite. So he's not a real man who doesn't play PUBG, he, he plays Fortnite. Oh, I, I don't play too much. No. <laughs> so I, can't, I, I just know that he's very much into the Fortnite. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> now, leading up, yeah. um, we've got obviously the home game against um, North Avenue this weekend. Then, uh, then of course, we're, um, we're, we're doing our best to share our training ground with the Royals Football Club as well. Uh, so we've got an away training after that. Now, leading back into our next home training... We're going to be up against the judge. Who's who? Judge Skinny. The judge. Oh, judge Skinny. How are you feeling about that? How are you fi- how, how are your uh, consciences going in against Judge Skinny? Oh, so for those who don't know, big old Skinny's going to jump in as our uh, judge, jury, and executioner, and we're going to be fining people for their uh, conduct around the around the uh, footy club. So that's everything from. Leaving jerseys behind, leaving football boots on top of roofs of cars before they drive away, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and a few other, uh, a few other little things. So, um, yeah. how's your conduct feeling? How, how's your conscience leading into that one, Flicky? Oh, mine's alright, but I reckon there's a few dodgy haircuts that could be in trouble because oh, they're oh, yeah. That's right, the man average oh. ones. Oh, yeah. Man <laughs> buns were not a big fan of. Oh. Not a fan of It's going to be a bit longer round than round that. Round, <laughs> round Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. Dodgy haircuts, yeah. There, there might be a few of those. Um, now, obviously, we're going to keep it off off the field, so it's just going to be uh, fun things around the uh, <laughs> yeah. around the club. But uh, Nate, how's your conscience feeling, mate? You got any got any guilty sins that you might be concerned about? Well, not just yet. I feel kind of I feel kind of guilty for not taking the um the 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 jerseys yet like, on the weekend. But as players, player Ash told me not to take them, so she um so they've been washed. So I feel like I've, I'm alright at the moment. I, I think you did a right as players player on that day, and I think you'd get away with it, especially get a few sympathy votes, but yeah. the they're all strapped up. <laughs> and Benitaga. And Benitaga, absolutely. <laughs> so you, you get, you're getting a, I think you'd get away with that one. Mm. Pretty right. Big Rick, how are you yeah. feeling, mate? Is there any, any little sins, any any skeletons in the closet we should be worried about? Oh, I think I'll be pretty good, Bryce. Sitting here with a bunch of clean noses, eh? Grass built rain in the shower. Oh! Now, actually, just on that, I've got to throw out a big shout-out to Banksy. 
for the hot tip on which she had to go for, I tell you what, <laughs> Sunday jumped into disabled toilets. I warmed it up for you, big fella, I promise. <laughs> and far out, that was the hot tip of the week. The, the, the shower does not turn off like everybody else's. The one to go to, mate. And it's got the chair in there too. <laughs> so you have to see I have the throne, mate. So I, I say, throw it out to Banksy is the big hot tip from last week's podcast. <laughs> we changed your lives already, Victor. Someone was in there the other day. Yeah. Dry shut. Probably a 20 minute shower, I think. I was laughing there. That's so that's the one to go to if you want to have yeah. a shower. Could be a few nominations for that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so but, no, that's the one. Um, but yeah, with, with me, I think um, I always wonder how people can leave their shoes behind, leave everything, yeah. leave a full kit in the change rooms, you know. So a few of those guys around. But you got a few. Do you, know, do you know a few of those on first name basis? Do you think you'd be uh, putting them up to the oh. judge, giving them a heads up, tap on the shoulder? Don't off the top of my head. Oh. I remember, I think Goonie did it once, because always like, how can people do that when he left his, <laughs> his boots or something? But yeah, I've nearly done it. But. I'll tell you what, just quietly, I know for a good fact that uh, young Jake the Snake Stewart might have to be a bit more careful. Um, there might have been some allegations that he might have been the first to get the rig out. During oh, pre-season training, yeah. he doesn't have a shit on it. Right? No, so so being the first one to get the rig out, it's a bit of a bit of a no-no. So, um, <laughs> Jake, I'm doing you a favour, mate. Give me a heads up, but coming into the, coming into uh, Jake Skinny, mate. He's coming for you. Coming I just actually it. remembered I left my headphones at the club rooms for a good six. Oh, months. and he stopped himself in <laughs> for six months, and then they were in the um, strapping room, and I found. I was like, yes, I haven't lost them. <laughs> <laughs> so poor Darren's running around going, who nicked my headphones? No, it was, it was Offer's, Offer's, um, Offer's wife actually found it for me. Oh, Offer's um, mum, sorry, found it for me. Bit so. of a difference. Yeah, yeah it's a big difference there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Offer's mum did used to do a great job for us, oh, though, looking did. after us. And mm. she used to stay back right through uh, all the training sessions, mm. all the players. You know, obviously her boy only played one game and she was there for 16 through to through the league so um, yeah, another right. one we've got to throw a big thank you out to yeah, and absolutely. a lot about what we talked about last week Rick where when our club does well it's because we're doing so well off off the field mm. yeah that's it I want to use this podcast to, to thank the volunteers and people involved as well and give them that acknowledgement and Kerry was great to my ankles for years and <laughs> without the, uh, uh, volunteers you don't have a footy club so big shout out to, to all those people past and present so now that we're doing, we, we, we obviously, we love doing shout-outs. We mentioned a couple of people last week. We mentioned uh, some coaches. We mentioned Tracy and a few other people. Tags uh, gets, a, gets probably a few more mention that, mentions than he needs, but that's all right. We, we love throwing it out to him. And he loves it too. He loves so he, does. he loves getting around Tagsy. So we, we, we've got Randy Tagsy tonight. I think you've earned your keep. But uh, I think the standout for Sunday would have to be Sharon McLean in the kitchen. She oh, yeah. cleaned up. She just did a fantastic job. She stayed there right to the end as usual. She put the party pies on for the end of the night. Yeah. She works works her butt off in there. She was absolutely just sweating when she got out of that kitchen because she had just killed it all day long, scrubbed yeah. the floors, everything. So would have made yeah. enough palmies too. Oh, she would have made enough palmies just quietly. Uh, and I don't think we ran out of bacon and egg rolls too, just whilst we're on that subject. And the hamburgers were good too. But anyway, uh, so just, if anybody's out there, could somebody just do us a favour, play this little snippet for her and just let her know, Trey, that uh, Sharon, you did an amazing job Sunday. 
we love having you around and uh, cheers for putting up that uh, such a big effort year in year out for us so, so keep up the good work Richter, I think we've just about uh, talked these boys out of breath tonight. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. I think a good show, a good app. Just, mm. yeah, talking I was about going to say one more thing. That first game that I played mm. for you, with you guys, that, that one, two, three, and eight thing, I, that's, that, that was the most intimidating thing I've ever been involved in. <laughs> <laughs> Never played Never a game of footy either. before. <laughs> First game ever as a league game and you've just gone and we're doing this and I'm just like, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, supposed to be intimidating for the other guys, not yeah. so much the boys in the change room. But, uh, <laughs> Nathan didn't want to go out after that. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it, was, it was just, yeah, it was... It revved yeah, no, you up, but yeah, it was... It was for someone who just mm. come to the club and yeah, I suppose um we don't do it all the time, but we try and acknowledge the new players in that in that circle sometimes, mm. like get around this new guy or whatever, and just make it known that we have their protection, we have their back sort of yeah. thing, and they played a ripper as well included. What's that? He also played a very good game. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think to be fair that it's the first time that uh, Nathan had probably been on the wrong side of your wall face you know while you're all sitting around in that big circle there and uh, basically <laughs> it's probably the first time we've seen you know obviously he's one bloke uh, on the podcast and he's another bloke on the footy field and uh, might have just been the, the right time on the wrong side of the face mate yeah, this was, this put was, the fear into him this was three years ago so it's <laughs> <laughs> when I first didn't know anyone really so yeah, yeah. oh but Rick's only gotten better looking since then oh, yeah. sure. that, oh. that, that man nice bone just after bachelor <laughs> 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 oh, absolutely so um, yeah so uh, just uh, as we were saying you know just want to say a big thank you to Nathan uh, especially uh yeah, it's been a big day for you, big roller coaster ride for the last couple of weeks, and and just off the surgery. So thanks for popping in and having a yeah, chat with us. That's all right. Yeah, happy to happy to come back, and happy, glad you had us. So yeah. And uh, Ben Fleck, uh, thanks again, mate, for uh, for joining us, and and lots of insights from you today. And um, you know, we hope you uh, we hope you continue to feel at home, uh, and hope for anybody who's listening, you know, keep an eye out for him. He's a he's a he's a talented young fella, and he's. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't mind hearing it either but uh, no no you, we, we love having you on board mate we hope you're going to stay around for many years and we hope you keep that um, that stress fracture all nice and tidied up <laughs> and find uh, plenty of support here at the club yeah I hope it's become a regular fixture here actually so thank you very much on the podcast or on the footy club oh absolutely oh, yeah, yeah, that's what we want to hear yeah, yeah, right. and, uh, yeah that's right <laughs> lastly we'll throw over to Big Rick the uh, executive producer of Rick and Force's Feeding Frenzy um, he's caught the media bug he's doing nothing he's going nothing, nowhere but up but uh, thanks for the idea mate and cheers for giving us an opportunity to do this with you no worries thanks for coming over to the pad anytime oh, you're welcome and yeah, I look forward to this each week and you know, it's just good. It just brings everyone together and doing a great job, mate. Um, good luck for the weekend. Yeah, thanks and to you yeah, too, mate. We've got the big derby up and uh, DJ, so good luck on the dance floor and good luck on the footy field. See you there, mate. Yeah, there's only one way to finish this podcast off and I guess that's by saying up the Sharks. Up the, up the Sharks! Up the sharks. <laughs>